What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Stay United podcast, where I'll be giving my reaction to United's 0-0 draw away from home against Chelsea. And also we'll be previewing the Crystal Palace game on Wednesday. Before I get into that, remember to follow at StayUTDPod on Instagram, Twitter and TikTok in order to know when new episodes are being released or to speak with a Manchester United or football fan like many of you are. A lack of ambition is killing our people. First off, I'm going to start off by saying that the performance against Chelsea was extremely disappointing. But we didn't play bad. And that may be confusing to you, but that was the reality of the game. I cannot understand how Oli can possibly continue to go into these games with the same setup, same tactics and expect a different outcome. It shows a lack of development and a lack of ambition. Straight up. I'm going to speak about our results so far this season against the big teams. Let's just say that. Smoked against Tottenham 6-1. Nil-nil against Chelsea. 1-0 loss to Arsenal. Nil-nil against City. Nil-nil against Liverpool. Another nil-nil against Arsenal. And today, nil-nil against Chelsea. In our last six big games, we have failed to score a single goal. What is that? I don't know how we come away from this game feeling anything else but frustration, anger and disappointment. It's negative football. Imagine you're a striker that has missed their last three penalties and it's obvious that the run-up is the main problem, but you still choose the same run-up. There is no progression and that is our main problem with Ole Gunnar Solskjaer. And yes, there have been certain aspects where we've improved in. But in the main areas, I don't see any progression. I'm sorry, but I'm seeing through it now. There were no tactical changes in order to try and win the game. We made one substitution in the 80th minute, which is unacceptable. In possession, we passed the ball way too slow as usual. Had possession in Chelsea's half but did nothing with it. Chelsea had the better chances in the game and should have scored. While we had half chance after half chance. No creation. Over to the player ratings. Remember to give your rating on Twitter after listening to this episode. David De Gea gave a 6.5 and actually no, he got a 7. I'm rounding it up to a seven because he was the reason why we didn't lose that game. The save from the Ziyech shot was tougher than it looked and it was a crucial one. Wan-Bissaka, six. Nothing much done in a game really because we weren't aggressive going forward. Two centre-backs got a six because they didn't have much to do. They weren't amazing and they weren't terrible either. Just solid. You can't take too much from it when you play so defensively because... That's not how we should be playing. Shaw, 6.5. Same thing as Wambasaka, really. And you could probably get a 6 as well. He really got forward and was left to basically defend all game. McTominay, 5.5. Fred, 6. Put in a decent, decent shift for the player he is, but because he is so limited in his skill set, there's nothing much he can do. Not a good passer, can't shoot, has just an... You know, he's just an energy player in the middle of the park, which isn't bad, but 
we needed more creativity on the pitch to support the likes of Bruno, who was isolated in the game. And that's what we didn't have. Dan James, five. Bruno Fernandez five. Again, isolated. Yes, he does get frustrated and needs to possibly control his temperament in the game. But what can you do when from the start, you basically get tactically shut out of the game by your own coaching staff? This negative football kills our attackers. Rashford and Greenwood got 5.5s because like Bruno, they couldn't get anything going. And the only sub in the game, Martial got five. I think I'm going to return to my original format of rating next pod because I prefer to give whole numbers. But back to the game. How can he make one substitution late on? That's just telling me that you're happy with another nil-nil draw, which shouldn't be the case. I just wanted to see some ambition and a sign of true progression against the big teams. And it seems that we, you know, when we are on a high and then one of these games come around, we get hyped for it. And then things like this happen. We go back to our old shell, who we shouldn't be anymore. All right, so we're going to preview this Crystal Palace game very quickly. And it's very much so a must win after the Chelsea match. And it's a revenge game after they caught us slipping earlier in the season, if you remember, that 3-1 loss. Plain and simple, we've won two of our last five games in the league. Leicester is a point behind us. West Ham amazingly are five points behind. And Chelsea are just outside of the top four lurking. We have the Europa League and FA Cup to deal with. And I'm sure Ole is desperate to get a trophy. So we need to make this as easy as it possibly could be. You keep on getting these draws in the league and you will find yourself out of the top four in no time. Then that puts pressure on us to win the Europa League, just in case there is a possibility of not finishing in those spots. We have to make this end to this season as easy as possible. The players have to engage themselves and stay prepared. You can't get caught off guard in this league. Anything could happen. But if you want to develop into a top team and compete with the likes of your Liverpools and Cities, even though Liverpool haven't have a, had a great season this year, they will be back next season, then you have to be able to handle the pressure that comes with success and expectations. I'm going to give my predicted lineup for this game. Good news quickly for United is that Edison Cavani is back in training, so he may feature. Hopefully off the bench. I don't want to see him start. Especially just after coming back from an injury. In goal, David De Gea. Right back, Aaron Rambisaka against his former team. Centre-backs, Lindelof and Maguire. Because I want Bailly to play against City. But I just know, I know Ole will probably play Bailly against Palace. Prove me wrong, maybe. Left back, Alex Tellez. I would like to give Luke Shaw some rest to be fresh for the City game because that's going to be an important one on Sunday, I think it is. Midfield two, my preferred midfield would be Donny and Fred. Donny got his first goal against Palace, if I'm correct. So maybe if he does get an opportunity, this game will kickstart his career at United. Bruno in Cam, Rashford and Greenwood on the wings and Martial up top. 
We need to come out of this game with nothing less than a win. And every week I feel like a broken record, but it's because we leave ourselves in the same situation, which is dangerous. The pressure mounts because of our result against Chelsea. And we've seen time and time again that pressure is basically something that this squad cannot handle. It's time to grab a hold of that pressure and embrace it. Or the summer will be a very interesting time for the club and the fans. Remember to follow at StayUTDPod on Instagram, Twitter and TikTok in order to know when new episodes are being released and to speak with a Manchester United and football fan like many of you are. The Stay United podcast is on many platforms including Spotify, Apple Podcasts and Google Podcasts. So be sure to listen and share it to your family and friends if you enjoy. Thank you for the support as always. Tell me what you think about these two-in-one podcasts and until the next time, stay united my peoples.